0: You don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. Happy August, everyone. I cannot believe that summer is in its last month. I get so sad around this time because I feel like I haven't relished it. We at Affordable Interior Design have been so busy training new designers and getting ready for our Washington DC expansion. It's all very exciting. Uh, I'm super revved up, but at the same time, it takes a lot of time and we've got tons of momentum. So I hate to slow it down so I can go on a beautiful beach vacation. So instead, I'm not taking a vacation. Did you just see tears rolling down my eyes? You can hear them, I'm sure. So, um, I'm not going on a beach vacation. Instead, I am working on our training program, refining it, making it even better so that after we finish training our new designers here in New York City that are officially starting work this week, well, then we will have our new crop in Washington, D.C. that will officially be starting at the end of September. I'm so excited. So if you know an amazing designer who lives in Washington, D.C., please have them send their resume to hiring at affordableinteriordesign.com. Hey, you never know. You might be an amazing designer in the Washington, D.C. area. And like I said, please send your information along to my hiring assistant, Shannon, at hiring at affordableinteriordesign.com. We can't wait to grow. We can't ta- wait to take our method, our tried and true with thousands of clients here in the tri-state area Our design method to other areas and be able to offer this affordable service with our amazing trained experts. Anyway, I digress. It is time without further ado to get to your questions. So many amazing questions have come in and I'm going to be checking them out for the first time. I just got the mailbag from my lovely assistant Karen moments ago. All right, let me dive in. My first question comes from Jenna. Jenna writes, Betsy, thank you for putting out content that is fun and educational to listen to. Big Design Small Budget is one of my top picks for my podcast time. Thank you for sharing your wealth of knowledge and experience with those of us that like to daydream and make our homes feel and look great. I love your ability to keep it real, and I am afraid that by sharing these pictures, I might be in for a Betsy Smackdown. However, my 2 year anniversary of being in my home is quickly approaching and this space is still bare. I would love it if you'd have some time to share some ideas. I've attached a couple of my pictures of my living room to hopefully give you a feel for the space. Is there any direction you could point me into for that giant area around the television? The sound bar on the mantel is going to move and the pieces laying below the mantel are just to fill the void for now until they can find a new home. I've debated about sculptural pieces, but I haven't been able to find anything that fits my style and budget. I love the idea of a frame or two on the mantel, leaning or hung, perhaps some smaller 3-dimensional pieces to balance out the sides. My biggest hiccup is what art goes with this rug! I am more of an abstract lover and I feel like most art in my price range either looks cheap or seems to compete with my rug. Should the art just have clearly different shapes and lines within it? Would a photograph be a better idea? Should I scrap the frames and canvas idea entirely? Or do I need to stop thinking too hard about how a rug plays into everything? This rug was a very bold choice for me, but I must admit, I love it. Any ideas you could share with this lost living room lady would be greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for your time, Jenna. Well, Jenna, I'm glad you wrote in. And I must say… I don't actually think your living room looks that lost. Let me paint the picture for our listeners. So you have a really dramatic, bright, sun-washed living room that has huge vaulted ceilings. I'd imagine these are 10 to 12 feet high. You have huge windows that are almost the size of the ceiling. Where are you located? It's stunning. It is truly stunning. You have a fireplace that goes all the way up to the ceiling in terms of its surround. And it seems to be kind of a brownish, coppery stonework or a metalwork that's rectilinear in form, like bricks almost, but they're large format. Then you do have a TV floating and this rug that you keep referring to is bold. You have made a bold choice. It is a large abstract rug with almost these watercolor splotches of different shades of blue ranging from bright royal blue to a muted navy to a bold nautical navy to even a kind of washed out denim look and it's splashed onto a base of cream. But it is a very bold choice as well as two gray leather sofas, and two navy upholstered chairs. This room is certainly not lacking for personality. In terms of it feeling empty around the fireplace or empty around the TV, I could see why you might think that. Because the wall behind the TV is just a cream color, and then you've got a low tv console or storage piece that is much lower than the tv okay so here's my assessment that sound bar appears to be on a built-in shelf that is the length of the tv storage and I think the TV, personally, is hung way too high. I think if the TV were appropriately low, and by appropriately low, I mean it needs to be on eye level. So when you're seated on a chair or on a sofa, if you were to draw a dotted line from your eyeball to the screen, well, that's where it should be. And right now, it's up. So it's kind of like you're you're in the second or third row of the movie theater. Essentially, it's above the fireplace, even though the fireplace is off to the right. And the TV is off to the left. So I think part of the reason you're feeling that huge void below the TV is because you had the TV too high. Should you lower the TV, well, then you really wouldn't need too many items on that TV storage console because you're really only going to have less than a foot of space between the bottom of the tv and the top of that console i love what you're doing with plants in here and i think because you had these other textures so prominently featured um The wood from the legs of the furniture, that stone kind of metalwork around the fireplace. I think that these pops of green and this liveliness are very helpful. So I could see putting like some trailing ivy in a planter that kind of goes along the TV stand. Uh, but I would keep it pretty minimal. You know, I don't like too much stuff gunking it up. I even really like this kind of blue orb that you've got on the side of the TV console. I think that that's a nice sculptural feature. Um, if you guys are picturing it in your mind's eye, well you could think about like these orbs that they sell at West Elm that are tend to be glass, but they've got these different bands of circles that make this ball. So I think that's really all you need. Maybe another plant with ivy that's trailing along the console. And then the orb. And then we could keep it simple. Now this shelf above the TV is bothering me. I kind of wish it just didn't exist. Because it's very high. I would imagine that this shelf is 6 feet off the ground. That means you can't really see any pictures if you were to use it as a picture ledge. You wouldn't actually be able to see the image because it's so high up and it'd be a little freaky. Now you could use it for some sculptural items, but they would have to be a little bit large again so that they don't just get lost up there. Come to think of it, maybe this is the place to put the ivy, but it would be really hard to water it up there. Can you just lose that shelf? That shelf is giving me agita. That shelf is not ideal. Anyway, Jenna, you weren't necessarily in for a Betsy smackdown. I think this was more of a Betsy redirect because you have got a lot of style here. I love that you're using a lot of different textures. I love that you're using a lot of cool contemporary lines and You've stayed very focused, which I also think is nice because there's so much wow factor in the architecture that you don't need to do that much. In fact, I think you're starting to do too much. So I hope that helped. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. You've asked for it and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, let me get to my next letter which comes from sharon so sharon wrote me betsy i just moved to the fort wayne indiana area within the last two years i've decided to start my own business called inspirational designs by sharon i sold real estate for 12 years and worked with a builder for eight years of my career which helped me a great deal when staging new homes for the sale I've had a passion for being creative since I was 11 years old, but I'm afraid to let go and step onto an adventure like this. I hope to be successful in this, and I've enjoyed your videos with Kathy Lee and others. But I am scared to death. I know this is my calling, but I don't really know which step to take first. So I was hoping that you could share some tips with me. Thanks in advance, Sharon. So Sharon, I would start with what you know best, which is staging. And I'm sure you have a ton of real estate contacts because you're a real estate agent for 12 years. Now, potentially taking those real estate contacts, maybe because you're moving to a brand new area, I don't know where you're from currently, but say it's somewhere nowhere near Fort Wayne so that you really don't have any contacts in your new location. But in your current location, could you offer a virtual staging package? Something where you could provide people advice online about what they could do differently and then market that package to your real estate contract's context, excuse me, where you currently are, I think that would be an amazing first step. And then you could charge a relatively low amount for that package because it's all virtual, so you could do it in your jammies, quite frankly. And then you could get a lot of people giving you great reviews. And that's a great way to build up your name To kind of get some reviews on a Yelp page or a Google page that's more centralized to Fort Wayne, Indiana. And that way people can see that you have a body of work. Now, in this line of business, what people really want to see, even more than reviews, people want to see pictures. They want to see images of what you've done. So I'm very excited that you are moving to a new location because it's the perfect opportunity to totally do your place. So make sure that you feature before and afters of your home, of every room in your home. Make sure that you make it as nice as you can within a budget and take a lot of professional quality pictures of those. Rooms. That can be your portfolio builder. I know that on every website I've ever had for my business, I've always featured my home because it's space I can micromanage. I can easily get access to take those pictures because I live there. And of course, I'm going to give permission to utilize those pictures because it's to promote my business. All these things can be obstacles when you're working with a client. They may not want you to feature pictures of their home. They may not feel comfortable having those images out there even if they're anonymous. So just because you design a space for someone does not mean you're going to get pictures of that space. But say you were working with friends and family, or say you want to offer an affordable package that's just moving around what people already own, well there you could get some quick win pictures that could really help your website be easy to turn around, which means you could charge much less for them, and then you could also turn all those clients into reviews. You could say, you know what, I'm going to give you an awesome deal on this package, I'm going to... give you professional quality pictures that you can show to all your friends, but in return, I would love a review if you're happy with my service. So these would be some recommendations I have for you, Sharon, on just how to get those wheels turning. But for so many people, they feel like this is their calling, they feel like they have an amazing eye for design, and I do think that interior design is a skill that can be learned rather easily. So get my book, keep listening to my podcast, Big Design, Small Budget, and I think you're going to get there, Sharon, and you're going to be just fine. Let me get to one last question before I sign off for the day. So the last letter in my mailbag for today is from Stacy, And Stacey writes, Hi Betsy, it's me again, the pesky business question girl. Ooh, lots of business questions today. On a podcast a few months ago, you mentioned some design programs that you use for client purposes. You suggested one that you prefer. Can you tell me the name of that program again? I feel like I live on an island in West Virginia. If I could create sample sketches, perhaps I could help potential clients exactly understand what I can do. Best Stacy. So Stacy, yes, I use some very simple programs that I think are super user-friendly, even if you do not come from a design background. Uh, one of those programs is Icovia. Now you can play around with Icovia before you buy it on websites like Raymore and Again, like I think they had it on Lina Rose the other day, um, on Ashley Home Furniture. They have a section called Room Planner. Even I think on West Elm they have it. And you can go click on it and you can play around with it. But it is the most user-friendly floor plan that I have found that is also a really interesting tool in the fact that they have these images of furniture that are like little stickers. So I feel like I'm going back to elementary school and using my sticker book as a floor planner because you can choose a sofa that has pillows. You can choose the type of plant you want to drop in. You can choose an armchair or a slipper chair. No other program that I know of has such a diverse range of images that you can really adapt so that your clients can really visualize what's going to be going on. They have pool tables. They have dart boards. They have kitty cats rolled up in a ball. They have like kids' playing blocks and dollhouses. So I can really bring. floor plan which is otherwise a kind of technical document to life with these fun little stickers i call them i also love using pages on a mac to make all my mood boards it's very easy to clear out a background it's very easy to drop in an image from a website and modify it so that it almost has a 3d rendering type feel uh and there's lots of good tutorials for both of these programs available online for free if you just um search on YouTube. Now, my designers use other programs as well. So Kelsey uses Illustrator to make her mood boards. I know Paulina and Jeannie adore oleo board For floor planners, we just haven't found a better one. So I must say that everyone at Affordable Interior Design uses Icovia, except for Kelsey who likes AutoCAD, but it is very technical and uses so many Well, it's also super expensive. And if you haven't been to design school, don't even go there. Do not go there. All right, Stacey. So I hope that helped. I love sharing design advice with you, business advice with you. So keep writing in each week these fresh questions. Keep it lively for me. You can send them to Betsy at AffordableInteriorDesign.com. And I will catch you next week. Bye. amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. Bye.